to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live from the Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC Studios on this Sunday, July 16th. It is Indiana Black Expo Summer Celebration Weekend, and that is why Cameron is short of breath, because you know there was the free concert on Friday, and I was all up in there, and I can hit those Patti LaBelle high notes. The issue is I can't keep doing it. And I don't know how that woman keeps doing it, but she did it all night. And I tried to keep up with her. And now I've been drinking tea with honey and lemon and throat coat and all kinds of stuff just to get my voice um, back in shape to talk to y'all this morning. And I didn't talk a whole lot yesterday on purpose. And now today, this is the most talking right now I've done since... Uh, Friday. With that said, congratulations uh, to Indiana Black Expo on what has been thus far uh, an amazing week of events downtown. I was out on Friday just as things got kicked off. And even as the doors had just opened on Friday, there was a good crowd, uh, lots of good vendors, over 100 black owned businesses uh, were opened up shop, are opened up shop, I should say at the Expo Hall. So that is still going on today. And then, of course, Friday night was the free concert with the Patti LaBelle. After 7, Monica and Indy's own Damon Carl kicking things off. So uh, excellent job. The crowd was packed. It literally looked like a Barack Obama inauguration uh, in downtown Indianapolis. That's how the crowd looked from the stage almost all the way up to to the to the library which is right behind our radio station here so uh, i don't know how you'll top that for next year indiana black expo but y'all did y'all thing and my voice uh, has been a consequence of y'all doing y'all thing so with that said we will still have a good show here uh, this morning and it's jam-packed with information uh one of the topics that we're going to talk about today is a new film that you need to go check out it talks about fatherhood and the things that men especially black men, are reluctant to talk about, maybe in any setting except in a place like the barbershop where where we are known to have some other types of conversations. So John Harris uh, is the producer and the film's director. He has got a group of men together to tell their story uh, through a different lens, literally. He's, he's got a film uh, that he uh, will be screening right here in Indianapolis. And Tony Lamont uh, is part of that project, and he'll be joining us on our live line in just a second to tell us more about that film and why it's something that you need to see. Then at the bottom of the hour, you might have heard of a school called Ignite Academy. And last year, it was part of one of IPS's list of charter schools. But uh, that relationship has ended, and now they are back with a new school in a new location serving the east side of Indianapolis. We will introduce you to Shaquan Eli and the Genius School. That is the new name of their new location. They just want you to give them a chance. At 8.30, we will learn more about Shaquan and his staff at the Genius School and why they're asking for you to give them a shot and send their kids, send your kids to them for the start of this school year. We will get to all that and so much more, but first we're going to get to our news this morning, but really it's just one big story, and that is that Indiana has made national headlines on abortion. Well, if you have not heard, the state of Indiana is once again at the center of a national controversy, this time after Attorney General Todd Rokita has requested that the state investigate the abortion provider, Dr. Caitlin Bernard. Now, you may remember Bernard when she joined us right here on Open Lines last month to discuss the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Well, since then, abortion has become illegal in several states, including Ohio, where a 10-year-old girl was raped and became pregnant. 
She had to travel here to Indiana to get an abortion where, for now, the procedure is still legal. The story of what happened to that 10-year-old girl went viral after President Biden told the story, and almost instantly, networks like Fox News began to call the story fake. Well, the story, first reported by the Indianapolis Star, is 100% true and accurate. And now the rapist has even turned himself in. But if that is not enough, the attorney general then went on national TV saying that while Dr. Bernard performed a legal abortion, he said that she had a history of not reporting abortions and therefore will be investigated and maybe should lose her medical license. Rokita made that claim with absolutely no evidence. And that has also now been proved false. Documents show Dr. Bernard did report the abortions as abuse as required by Indiana law. Now, after being talked about on national TV and media outlets nationwide, Dr. Bernard's attorney has sent Rokita a cease and desist letter asking him to stop making any more false and misleading statements. And now they're considering legal action against Rokita for the damage to her reputation. In your forecast this morning, we've got rain coming today. Those big booms of thunder and lightning came overnight, and they'll continue today and some more tomorrow. Temperatures will reach 78 degrees today and then 84 degrees on Monday. The rest of the week will bring temperatures at right at about the 90-degree mark. Right now, it is 75 degrees in Indy. And now it is time uh, to talk with one um, a person um, who you, whose voice you know well from television and radio, but also he's he's a good friend of mine and a good friend of here at the stations. He's Tony Lamont, and he's joining us on our live line right now. Tony is one of the people who is helping to put on uh, this new film that John Harris um, uh, is putting together uh, called Missing Pieces. It is uh, to give you an up-close and different look at what some... Uh, Conversation at some of the conversations that men are having, but only will have it in certain contexts. To talk about why John wants more people to see that film is Tony Lamont. He's on our live line right now. Tony, good morning. Good morning. Good to have you here, um, the legendary uh, Tony Lamont. And I'm sure he hates when people do that, but I don't care. Uh, Tony, good morning. How are you? Well, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, uh, having me on, and hopefully John will be able to join us here in a minute. I'm, I'm, I heard you, and I'm kind of like you are, uh, Cameron. Uh, the voice is going away <laughs> because yes. of the weekend, but it's it's definitely been worthwhile. Yeah, it was absolutely worthwhile, and just when I was reading there, I don't know, every time you could hear me take a breath, that was when I ran out of breath every time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. See, there it goes again. Um, I promise I'm not sick. I just have no voice. I mean, Tony, were you there on Friday? I was not there on Friday, but I've done so many different things throughout the weekend that you know as well that when we talk for a living and mm -hmm. we do what we do, uh, the voice goes after a while. Yes, it does. And it's, it's hanging on by a thread. So I'm going to sip some tea here uh, while you tell us about missing pieces. What is this documentary? Well, Missing Pieces, and this is actually Missing Pieces 2, which is um, the sequel to Missing Pieces. The premise behind Missing Pieces was uh, John got into uh, a conversation uh, several years ago with uh, some individuals uh, about um, fatherhood and how in the African-American community and so many other communities uh, in this country and really around the world, uh, the challenge of fatherhood. And the challenge is there's so many different stories, not only uh, fathers that are absentee fathers, but fathers who have, are single fathers and the challenges they've had to face to go through uh, becoming the, that kind of father, uh, going to court, how the court system has affected them, uh, how the relationship with uh, the child's mother has caused them um, to be uh, a father in a difficult way. We have one story uh, in Missing Pieces 2 where uh, the, the father and the mother were at odds and she actually kidnapped uh, uh, the daughter and he didn't see his daughter for an entire year. And then we've got stories 
of uh, fathers who have decided to take on the responsibility from day one, and uh, they fought in the courts to get their children. Um, and then we hear the stories of the fathers that have uh, been denied the opportunity, and we hear the sadness that they go through, but they, the challenges that they face, but they're doing everything they can to be a father. So uh, it kind of covers the, the gambit of the, the challenges that men have faced and gone through. Uh, and really to show you, it's, it's the story of triumph in so many different ways, because these men have the same typical conversations in so many different ways where fathers, their fathers weren't in their lives, or if they were, they were absentee. And so they were destined to decide, I'm not going to be that way. And uh, it's a lot of those kinds of stories. And it's a, it's a great, um, a great opportunity for people to really hear, hear these voices. And what's really amazing the voices are very familiar to quite a few folks. We've got judges, we've got um, um, news anchors and personalities, we've got community leaders, we've got uh, business owners. These are individuals that we know and uh, we didn't know their story. So for them to be on and be a part of this process in this movie is just an honor. It's one thing to have uh, these stories told on film, but in reality, as you just pointed out, these stories often don't even get told in in real time. So like you just mentioned, like in, in court, um, often, I mean, our society is just set up that uh, the mom is the uh, is the default caregiver, especially, you know, when a, you know, parents are, are, are split apart. Mom is by default um, the uh, the caretaker. And so in that situation, when you have a man trying to get um, his kids, it, it's, it's difficult because technically it would be out of the norm. Oh, absolutely. It is out of the norm in so many different ways, especially um, in the state of Indiana. You'll hear so many different stories where uh, they'll go into the court system and the, the fathers actually are, are and, and as much as I hate to say it this way, are, are, are better suited and more qualified from a financial standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, from all these different things uh, to be able to be the caregiver and should be the custodial parent. And uh, the courts will deny that because of the way that the system is set up for uh, the mothers. And it's so difficult because these are men who want to be that that father, uh, who have decided, you know, I'm going to be that example of what father should be. I'm not just going to be somebody that provided uh, the opportunity for a child to be born and not be in their life. I want to do that. And uh, to, to hear some of the stories of the fights they've had to go through, even in court, to be able to do so. Uh, and fortunately, these stories are, are, are journeys that so many men have to have to take. But it's not only a story for the men. It's also a story for the women to understand uh, these men do want to be the fathers. And and those fights aren't necessary if they just are able to to come together and work together. We are on the air this morning with Tony Lamont. Uh, talking about the John Harris film Missing Pieces uh, 2, a documentary that Tony, it sounds like is some of the conversations we have in the barbershop, but on film. Oh, absolutely it is. And and that that concept of the barbershop, so many people don't understand. That is uh, a place of therapy for many men uh, where those uh, there's no judgment. Or if there is a conversation that is open, we find out that it's relative to so many different conversations that are needed. So, uh, so yes, de definitely that. It's th those conversations uh, put the film, and and even better solution. Mm -hmm. Did I lose you, Tony? No, I'm here. Okay, you dropped out for just a second. Uh, what's your role in this film? Well, my role. Uh, John called me. Um, when he was working on this project and he asked me if I would be able to, you know, assist him in uh, some editing and help him produce. And so we, uh, 
we talked about it. We came to terms on, you know, what we wanted to do, and he offered me the opportunity to also be one of the co-executives. So um, I'm the editor, uh, co-executive in the context of, um, of doing that process. Also um, conducted some of the interviews, uh, but the, my, my main goal and my main process was to, to uh, bring the film, as editors do, uh, to tell the story. Uh, Tony, you've got some uh, some phone calls coming. Anyone talk to some folks? 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. We're on the air this morning with Tony Lamont, who's talking about the John Harris film that he is one of the executive producers of. Uh, it is a documentary um, about some of the conversations and the trials and tribulations that men go through but often do not talk about. But now you get a chance to hear about it uh, on film, on tape, on camera. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Cameron. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Who's this? I'm doing great. To give the background noise, I'm at work. Um, I wanted to make a comment and ask a question. Okay. Uh, I remember Chris Rock, his stand-up, his last one that he did called Tambourine, he spoke briefly about the difficulties that he had, even as a multimillionaire and a celebrity, of getting, you know, custody of his children, how hard it was and what they made him go through. My question is, when are we going to change this, this broken system that's so outdated and so against men and stacked against men that uh, it, it just makes it almost uh, impossible for men to see their children or even have custody of their kids? Tony, what do you think about that? Is that something that you guys uh, think you'll get to address in, in the film? Yeah, we, we do address it. Uh, we talk about those difficulties. And, and our hopes are that, you know, so many people that are in the uh, have the responsibility for uh, changing some of those processes uh, in courts, uh, in the system, will have an opportunity to really hear these stories and understand that these challenges uh, should not be there because these fathers are fathers who want to be uh, in their children's lives. And just because some stories are told and some people are spoken to in a particular way, um, that they deserve to have the opportunity and not have to fight so hard. Uh, it shouldn't be automatic that because they're the father, they have to fight harder. Um, and they should have that opportunity. So it is addressed in, in the movie, and um, we're hoping those folks understand that uh, those changes need to be made in the, uh, in the judicial system so that the men can be responsible as they want to be. All right, let's take another call. Uh, caller on line one, good morning. Cameron? Hello? Cameron? Yes, good morning. I'm not sure if you hear me. I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Okay, I think I hear you, but it's very low. Uh, this is more of a comment than anything, Cameron. Okay, okay go um, ahead. Part of the... Are we there now? Yes, I hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it, uh, part of the... Uh, well, when I grew up, the thought was, it's mama's baby, daddy's maybe. We know you had the baby, so we're pretty sure you're the mama. That's fine. There's that rise with, uh, what is it, Steve Wilco and Jerry Springer and, and Maury, because it, sometimes... It is not the daddy's baby, yeah, but, but we certainly know who the mama is almost always, which is why they always uh, tend to wind up with the custody. We know where the, ba uh, the where the mommy is, and, they, and occasionally we have to decide or determine who the baby daddy is. Hopefully, then once that's decided, you know, because in most cases, when when you have that argument already, there's going to be drama moving forward. Uh, which is probably why we come up with a movie called Missing Pieces. Uh, wishing you all the best, Tony. Wishing John all the best. Uh, Cameron, as always, wishing you all the best. You guys take care. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. Uh, let me take one more call, 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, Tony. Uh, hi, Cameron. Good morning, Larry. Hey, you know, when we have what we call so-called art in our documentaries and movies, I think they're doing a, a, a really bad thing to our community. The mischaracterization of our people is being run out and put on display in front of the whole world. So I think we need to stop doing this. I mean, because it's making men that are maybe not that educated sitting around a barbershop talking about uh, abstract things that don't pertain to most people uh, and, and uh, just spread the place. 
we need to concentrate on getting to work. I mean, it seems like now everybody will do anything rather than to start see how can I cut this? How can I measure this? How can I take care of this surface? How can I make a living for my family without going out and starting a bunch of, uh, of stuff and, and, and supporting a bunch of issues we can't do anything about? We should not make entertainment of our families. That's what we're doing. And Cameron, as far as the abortion deal, it's white women that are behind this. They're telling our women to go out there and be bulldaggers and buy into getting abortions. And then while they're doing that, they're sleeping with their men. So that's what's happening. All right. And they thank know you, Larry. what's happening. Our women are an embarrassment at this time. All right, Thanks, Larry. Cameron. All right. Thank you, Larry. Uh, one more call, 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Hello. You're live on the air. Who's this? This is Darius. Darius, you're live on the radio. What's What's on your mind? Can you hear me? I, yes, I can hear you. Oh, you know what? Can you guys hear me better now? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was a hey, different – somebody in here been messing with some settings on the board, but go ahead. Hey, Cameron, this is Darius from the uh, northwest side of Indianapolis, off of Michigan Road. Yes, sir. Good morning. Um, so I was calling because um, I agree. Um, I watch a lot of times on on my TV. It's like we need to do – there need to be – fathers need to do more. There need to do more a lot of raising their kids because I see all the time, like, there's fathers – I mean, women sleeping with men and married men. There's – just uncalled for, like fathers, women get stepped over by men because fathers are mistreating women unlikely, and it shouldn't be like that. Fathers are walking out of women's life and not taking care of their kids, and they don't know who. I mean, it's we, it, it women are growing up without, uh, kids are growing up without a father, and it's sad because. It shouldn't be like that. Our generation in Indianapolis shouldn't be like this. You know, we everybody should be able to take responsibility, even if they not married or even if they is married. You know, there should be a, still a, a rule to take care of responsibility of your of a kid. Right. And I agree because I agree because it's, you know. It, it shouldn't be like that, you know. We it's twenty twenty two, so everybody should take ownership. You know, the thing is, Cameron, as adults, we should, as men, should make men should own responsibility. Okay, I messed up, I made mistakes, I slept with this woman, I cheated on this person, but you know, they should take responsibility and own up to the mistakes like that. And said, and said, nah, this ain't my father. The baby's too white to look like me, or something like that. All right, Darius, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Tony, uh, one, tell us when folks can go see the screening of the of this film, and then tell us what you and John want people to take away from it after it's over. Well, the uh, screening will actually take place uh, July 30th, uh, so just in uh, a week and a half or so. Um, and it's going to happen at the Madam Walker Legacy Center. Uh, we want to do it there in that historic facility, um, and um, it's going to be at 6 p.m. Tickets will be available uh, at Ticketmaster, so they can go to the Ticketmaster location. They'll look up uh, missing pieces, and uh, they'll be able to get the tickets there, or they'll be available at any Ticketmaster location. So um, we're going to do that. We're also looking at a, an alternative opportunity for folks to, to purchase the tickets, and we'll make that available, too. Um, I, what we're trying to make sure everybody understands. Um, is that men want to be fathers, despite what some people may think. And even the more accomplished men, these are, in this story, like I said, they're business owners, they're judges, they're pastors, they're community leaders. These are accomplished men that have gone through the same challenges, that have gone through the same problems uh, that the system has, they've had to fight their way to be the kind of fathers that they wanted to and deserve to be. And so the message that we want to make sure that everybody gets out of this movie is that these men, as so many men, despite the stories that are told, despite the, the, the stories that are heard, there are men that want to be and deserve to be fathers. 
And this journey, I hope, will give the community an opportunity to understand that our community is better when a, a man is in their child's life. And if they've given the opportunity and given the opportunity to be the father they deserve to be, it changes the narrative and it changes our community across the board. Tony Lamont, is there a website or anything that we can Google to get those ticket mastered tickets? Um, there is no website. You can Google uh, Missing Pieces 2. Um, and as a matter of fact, there's an excerpt you can find. Uh, you can see that that part of Missing Pieces 2. Uh, it's available uh, if you just Google that. And then, like I said, we've got additional information that we're going to be putting out um, to make sure that everybody is able to see it and is able to participate in it. Tony, thanks so much for coming on this morning. And I didn't realize that you could barely hear me at the beginning of the show. I figured out there was a, some somebody turned something off. But it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much, Cameron, for the opportunity. And uh as always, you are a brother that does what he's supposed to do, and that's make sure that people are informed and you are a change maker. And I just appreciate you. I appreciate you too. We'll talk soon. Tony Lamont joining us live here on Open Lines for the first time. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, sir. All right, still to come up uh, here on Open Lines. Uh, you may have heard of Ignite Academy, and that was a charter school that was open this time last year, but this year they've started a new chapter. And so we will talk to them exactly about what exactly is that new chapter and why you should send your child to that school. They're just asking you for a chance. We'll be talking with the head of school, Shaquan Eli. When Open Lines continues, Brandon, we're going to combine the breaks with just one big break. Open Lines is back in six minutes. with Cameron Riddle on Hot Cover from my throat from Friday. Uh, when the folks of this song can't stop, uh, we're performing live on stage in their hometown in front of a massive crowd. Um, you know, as I said, I could hit those uh, Patti LaBelle notes, but I can also hit those uh, Kayvon notes from After Seven. The issue is, I can't keep doing it, and I was doing it all night, and now I'm. Uh, my throat doesn't hurt. It's just dry and, and raspy, and I, can, I can't talk for long periods of time. Bad news when you have to host a radio show, but the show must go on. We're having a little trouble getting Shy Quan Eli from uh, the Genius School on the phone here this morning. Uh, so the show will still continue. So let's open up the phone lines. And I want to hear, especially if you were down at the concert on Friday, if you've been at Expo on Friday, if you were there on Saturday, any day during the week, call and let folks know that I'm not lying. It's been a good week. Um, I don't know how they'll top this for next year, but they have done the doggone thing. So if you have been down there, um, give us a call and let us know what you thought or if you were down there and you didn't like it, uh, call us and let us know. I've got lots of pictures that I'm going to be posting uh, from from the week. You know, I got to see Tanya Bell gave me a good hug as she gets ready to go on to her uh, next endeavors. And I don't know, I might I might have to post one of the videos of me and Emily Longnecker from Channel 13 and, and uh, Karen Campbell and Logan Gay from over at 13. We were all sitting together and we were jamming. Um, and henceforth, um, why my voice uh, sounds like that, 317. 239-9696. Uh, give us a call here at the radio station and give us your review of Expo thus far. And if you have not been down there yet, 
you still have an opportunity to get down there uh, today. They've had the health fair. They've had the expo hall. They've had the concerts, the corporate luncheon. Uh, they had the uh, all-white affair um, last night. Uh, so it, it has just been good all around. On top of that, we will just do open lines and uh, let us talk about whatever else is on your mind here uh, this morning. We've got some calls, of course, about abortion as Indiana has made uh, national headlines once again. This is starting to feel like uh, the Religious Freedom Act. You remember we made national headlines for that a couple of weeks ago? And we are now back in the spotlight once again. Just like the song, I guess we can't stop being in national headlines. After seven, all good group got to meet them on Friday uh, as well. Last night. See, I can't even sing it anymore. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That's the number to call and get on the air here uh, this morning. Y'all need to call and talk so I don't have to uh, because um, throat doesn't hurt. It's just raspy. It's hard to do a lot, whole lot of talking. So y'all call. And I'm going to give you the floor. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? First, I'm going to help you, Cameron. Okay. Entertainer <laughs> Secret will okay. get rid of your throat, sore throat. They use that on Broadway. And yes. you know they had to labor their vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Entertainer Secret. Ask your uh, CVX pharmacist for it. Yeah, They'll help there, you out. Yeah, there's a spray that I know about that I need to go That's get. A, Mm-hmm. That's what you get. That takes care of it. I used to use it myself when I was on the speaking circuit. But in any in any case, Kevin, Cameron, we need to look over the uh, the transit center. We have had our tax bills increase, mm. and I don't. Oh, I, I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry, Larry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, I, I hear you. What you're saying, but I got a note for you. I don't care. But okay. Yeah, go you ahead. Do, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You do. You called uh, last week about. Um, the Quality of Life Initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when you when you said that, I texted Tony Lamont. Uh, Tony Lamont. Tony Mason. Don't do that to Tony Lamont. <laughs> I'm sorry. I texted Tony Mason during the show, and he called me as we were going off the air, and he says they will be having an update soon. And that they did receive, he, he wanted you to, and everybody else to know this little bit of information. They did receive 138 completed applications for folks who apply. And he says right now it looks like uh, at least 25% of the people who submitted an application are going to get something. He's being dishonest because I emailed him about that. And he told me that they hadn't made any considerations whatsoever uh cameron not one uh consideration or anything else and uh for another 30 days they're putting it off when it was supposed to be june the 10th so tony is being dishonest right i mean how would you have a program that fits out there we have these grants for you then dangling in front of you and then put it out there get all your information cameron now you know the uh, urban league gathers information be it derogatory or any other way on our community. And then they take it over to the state house and try to legislate in their favor, right? To get laws passed. So that's what they're doing. But Tony isn't going to do anything with that money. All they're doing is he's saying that he's taken, he set the criterion, Marshawn and them have set the criterion, right? So they put it just out of reach of the people that really need it. And then they go on about their business and they say something like, well, we tried to help you, but nobody qualified. And we're going to, uh, take this money and turn it back over to Lily because we couldn't help anybody when they need to be saying what a grant is, is to help an existing business that they know is struggling, maybe needs a piece of machinery to make their process better, maybe needs to do a, a little improvement on their facility or build some kind of apparatus to push their business forward. They well, won't do well, that, well uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'll let you finish your thought, but you're saying they won't do that. But I actually saw uh, your good buddy, Marshawn, uh, on uh, Friday at Expo, and he was telling me about uh, the different things that they actually do have going on to help businesses, especially with some financial stuff outside of this quality of life initiative thing. 
Uh, well, so you'll be hearing about that soon because he's going to be coming on the show. We we talked for a, a good amount of time on Friday. So I just wanted you to have that update. I know you probably you don't agree with it, but Tony Lamont, uh, t- I'm so sorry. Tony Mason. Please don't do it, man. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Check this out, Cameron. Uh, Marshawn and them are nothing but postponers, you know. And well, 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 we'll 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 t- we'll talk some more about this later. But well, I just I, I just I just wanted you to know that I reached out. You 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 called about something during the show last week. I reached out and I got it. Uh, Tony Mason called me right at eight fifty eight as we were going off the air. Um, so more to come. But he says he says at least one hundred. He says he's got one hundred thirty eight <laughs> applications, and at least twenty five percent of those people who applied. We'll be getting something. So, so stay tuned. And he tells no, me he does respond to your emails, too. So He's nothing but deceitful. All right. He is, and he's breaking us down the wrong road. All no, right. Thank you, Larry. All right. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Um, I was at the Black Expo yesterday. Okay. Uh, the health fair, uh-huh. and it was really a success. I was very pleased uh, when I went down there, and it was awfully nice. So if you have not been to the Black Expo Health Fair, please do visit for the last day today because it's very, very nice. And thank you, and you have a blessed day, Cameron. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you very much. Thank you. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. I feel like my voice is getting a little bit better. I can get a whole sentence out. Caller on, you know, the, the heat when I walked in the studio was also on 80 degrees, so it's finally cooling down and I'm not sweating anymore. Caller on line three, good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Hey, good morning, Cameron. This is Mike. Mike, what's on your mind? Hey, Cameron. Uh, I just want to share some information with you and, uh, you know, we set up and I heard uh, Tony's segment mm-hmm. uh, about taking care of her children and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. But Cameron, when a woman has a, a stroller downtown at the transit center and can't go in the restroom and change that baby's diaper, you know, I uh, feel compelled to uh, try to do something about it. Mm-hmm. When somebody's on crutches, and can't get in there to relieve themselves, I feel compelled to do something about it. Cameron, over the past week, I heard uh, Miss Carrie Black Mm -hmm. come across the radio Mm -hmm. and say, uh, legally, they're not reliable to let the public use the restroom. Cameron, I am so sick and tired of our community leaders getting out in front of a mic, in front of a camera, and lying to us. Cameron, you know when they built the transit center, Mm -hmm. okay? First of all, Ms. Julian Carson got $20 million of grant money. That grant money comes from the United States Department of Transportation. And in that grant money uh, proposal, you have to have a planning. And in their planning, they had a lobby, for the general public. In their planning, they had public restroom for the general public. That's in their planning. When they broke ground and had the ribbon cutting to get the money to have the building built. Now, Cameron, I had to ask mm-hmm. Indigo, don't be complex. Don't make this no harder than what it has to be. Because I didn't talk with the department of transportation in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. They want me to handle this locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I've been on the air with it. Mm-hmm. And this speaking the truth. Now, my next two options is to contact Indiana State Department of Transportation. Then after that, I'm going to file a motion with the Honorable Federal Court, Sarah Baker, and I'm going to make it happen because Indigo are in violation of federal tax money, and they need to stop lying to us. Well, Cameron? I, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself downtown. <laughs> I'm glad that the city was safe and everybody had a good time. You was getting ready to say something, Cameron. I was just going to say I appreciate you continuing to keep us updated. I did bump into 
um, to Carrie and uh, and and Leslie uh, last week from Indigo, but I didn't get to hear. I, know, I think she was on Tina's show, and I didn't get to hear yeah. exactly <laughs> what she said. But yeah, that grant that grant number is you can look it up. It's five three zero three, and I think the uh, call number on it is like SUC. Okay, but but in that it tells you Cameron in black and white. They have to have a planning in order to get that money. So they're not speaking the truth. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you keeping us updated and, and continue to keep us updated. All right. I will. Thank and you. We'll, God bless you. No, likewise. And we'll look into it, too. While we're talking about um, uh, bathrooms and buses, I'm going to I'm going to use my bully pulpit of, of the radio for just a second. Not at. What Mike is talking about is over at the transit center off of Washington Street, just across from the city county building. Now, y'all know I've got about four or five jobs. And one of the other jobs I've been doing for the past month or so, I've been running um, four Greyhounds, some routes for them. And I've been doing the Indianapolis to Chicago route. Actually, I'm going to do it today right after the show. I'm going to take off on a bus that leaves here this morning in about two, three hours, go to Chicago and come back. And I'm bringing this up because he just brought up bathrooms. Somebody from the city needs to go to the Greyhound Transit Center, which is also where you get on at Amtrak, over on South Street across from the post office in Lucas Oil Stadium next to the convention center. If you've ever ridden a Greyhound bus, then you know that the bathrooms over there are ridiculous. They are disgusting, and I hate using them. I won't use them. They smell bad. Uh, this, I actually, I asked some questions. The city actually owns that building in Amtrak and Greyhound, uh, lease it, but that building has way too many people coming in and out. I don't know if you've ever ridden on a Greyhound bus out of Indianapolis. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise, but those buses are jam packed leaving out of here because uh, we don't have much option for a train. The train comes once a week. Uh, so these buses that are loading up, just if you, if you ever get a second, go down to the Greyhound bus station and see how many people are in that building, which is extremely outdated, uh, needs uh, 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 an upgrade, and the bathrooms uh, need to just be gutted and rebuilt. I don't care how much bleach you put down on it. Uh, the bathroom is disgusting. So I am asking uh, someone from uh, the city, I'm hoping some city county counselors or some folks from the mayor's office will go just take a look and put that in the budget uh, because that uh, needs an update. I've got people who get back on, you know, they run inside to the bathroom and they ask, is there a different bathroom that I can use? Because I don't want to go in there. Uh, and so they go over to the White Castle or they try to walk uh, because the bathroom is, is is subpar for how many people are coming in and out of, um, of the Greyhound uh, Union Station um, terminal. So we'll have to reach out to somebody from the city about that. I only brought that up because Mike was on the subject of bathrooms at Indigo. This is uh, the subject of bathrooms over at the Greyhound station. Um, so with that said, yeah, the city actually owns that building still. So uh, city of Indianapolis, you had some work to do. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. See, it's open lines. You can call and let us know what's going on. We got more phone calls coming in. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? I am well. This is Paul calling yes, and sir. greeting to everybody. Uh, I just want <laughs> the brother. One thing the brother, this more brother said that just got off the air. Why do we have to deal with folks lying all the time? That the, the entire government. I don't care what. Everybody, everybody is lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, like if you go to court, they call it perjury. Mm-hmm. Lying, like I said, when when you when people are not giving people the whole truth about this or that, it's a lie. Why do we deal with these folks, uh, the government, different folks that lie? Um, and one other thing I wanted to say uh, 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 about these programs and these people, these these companies or, or organizations that do get these endowments and different things from other from other places. If you don't like how the Urban League is ran or any other uh, uh, entity out there that's ran, why don't you start your own? Why don't you you folks complain? And why don't you start your own program? Because these people have their own agenda 
about what they want to do, where this money is going. I do agree with Larry and I, that that the people that's 501c3, you know, I don't think that they are the only ones that should receive that money, if I had any thoughts about it at all. But frankly, if I can't get out there and, 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 and go and help somebody change their program or, or make the program more beneficial uh, for everybody to take advantage of it, that, that's, that's one thing. But if I'm not doing that and all I'm doing is complaining, how is that beneficial? We know what we need in the community. Why do people not going to talk to people like Tony Mason and other folks and telling them, hey, this is what we really need, y'all, and, and see if you can get something going on there. But if you can't get anything going on, start your own program. Start your own, start your own entity so you can uh, benefit the community uh, where you know that you need. Because right. we need to stop talking about what we, what we don't have and start using the things that we do have. Thank you, Paul. Everybody have a great day, and I'll holler at y'all later. All right. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. We're live on open lines. Who's this? Hey, how you doing, Brad Cameron? I'm good. How are you? Hey, this is Donald Redden Yes, sir. I'm I'm hearing uh, uh, Larry and and the brother just came on there. I think they got a point. And people are always lying. But I'm gonna tell you, with 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 when these people when these people that you know, you can't stop uh 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 you know when people mm-hmm. say things, uh they they always like to blame the government. They always like to blame uh, 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 people, but we got people like to steal money. They go to the city council building every, every, you know, every time when they gonna have the city council, get these grants. But they know when you get a grant, you gotta pay it back, and you know the the the, the print down the bottom. Everybody. You know, I'm telling you, Indigo is not going to open that uh, that that place up, so we can use All the right. bathroom. All right, if Reverend. If you got to use the bathroom, you know, go down the street where you was at, and 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 quit trying to. You know, if you want something happen here. You know, you must got to do right. All right. Thank you, Reverend Phillips. You know, I appreciate it. Show and, and said, trying to say what, 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 uh, uh, what about Tim Point Coalition doing? All right. I appreciate what about it, Reverend the Phillips. Thank you. Doing? We got to go. We have to do what we got to do. All right. We got to go. We Thank you. We know what we got to do. All right. Reverend Phillips, call me back next week. Short on time. I got a couple more calls I want to squeeze in. 317-239-9696. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Cameron. Good morning. I'm, yeah, I'm calling. I'm sorry that we didn't get to hear from uh, Mr. Eli, but my concern is this continual push of our charter schools mm-hmm. out on the east side. Mm-hmm. I mean, currently, from the list I just jotted, we have Rooted with Jeffrey Johnson. We have the Indiana Black Expo School. We have Tinley School, and I think there's two or three still remaining. We have Him by Her. We have Andrew uh, J. Academy, mm-hmm. Abbeydale Meadows, City Prep. We have Kip Elementary and High School. We have Ace Academy. We have Thrival, which is inside currently inside um, um, Arlington High School and was previously at Tech High School. And this being under the thought of they told us we didn't have enough children to keep our traditional schools open. Mm-hmm. However, they found a way to put a charter inside Arlington High School. We got a lot of contradictory things going on. We also now have, and now we have Ignite, which has left 42 mm-hmm. and is now moving out east as well. I don't know the location yet because we didn't get to hear from Eli. 
I really think uh, we need to, as a community, examine why is there push of the, of the city folks to keep saying you can have a charter and keep pushing our people out east while they're reclaiming the inner city. We have School 60 that is belonging to Butler now. Then all of a sudden, they also got School 55. Heron has walked away not only with our funds, having the, their first 16th in Pennsylvania when they come on, when they came under the IPS umbrella. They also now have their Riverside location, and now they picked up their elementary school. So we have when you go to these meetings and you have Miss Johnson, who is the queen of uh, charter. And most people don't know her job prior to becoming our IPS superintendent. Her job was to put charters in place. She actually was the one that put Ignite over at 42. Now, and hold, that, now, hold, 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 now hold that thought. We only have a minute left. So you should call. Well, I thank you. I will call some more. Please. Well, hang on. I just, I just, I just, I just wanted in, in the last, if you can, in, in 30 seconds. I, okay, I hear, I, seconds. I, I hear what yeah, you're saying. But, what would you yeah. want? What, what, what in, would you in, prefer? In 30 seconds, I would like our community to get to these meetings, stop letting our schools, they're talking about closing 10 more, two, 10 more IPS schools, and how do you keep building charter? If you want to be charter, go do charter, but get out of our IPS building. We need to get back to knowing our tax dollars are for all our children to be educated, stop uh, creating these temporaries. Keep what, you know, don't do anymore. We need a moratorium on charters. No more charters. Let's stay where we are. Let's fix what we got. Have a blessed day and thank you, Cameron. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. And with that, <clears throat> I have struggled through the hour. The voice has improved. I actually feel better than I did an hour ago. Uh, and so, we are going to wrap up this edition of Open Lines. Thank you so much for helping us uh, get through the show, helping me get through the show uh, with uh, the short voice box that I have today. Like I said, too many of them Patty LaBelle high notes. Great job to the Indiana Black Expo, to all of the volunteers, and to IMPD uh, for helping keep everything uh, smooth. You know, I didn't see, I have not heard of any problems. Uh, thank you to the good Lord upstairs for keeping the rain to a minimum. Um, but we was all up in there, so we was going to stay for Patty, whether it rained or not. To After 7, Damon, Carl, Monica. Thank y'all for a great show. To the staff at Expo, y'all keep doing it because it's been a great weekend. And here on Hot 96.3 and WTLC on your Sunday, we will be live from the Expo. And we want you to come down and see us as we celebrate summer celebration i'm indy's newsman cameron Rudolph. i'm gonna go rest my voice and hit this road i'll see you back here same time same stations next sunday live at eight